with somebody doing a mystery? High mystery. You and your friends are running. You're out of breath. You're panting. <sighs> You've made it to the edge of the forest. You're running away from... What was that? What did you guys see? I don't know. It was tall. It was hairy. There was something going on, but I couldn't quite... Oh, you thought it had arms all the way down to its ankles? And, and you thought it had white fur? I mean, definitely like <laughs> bloodshot red eyes. Well, why didn't we Why didn't we sit, all see exactly the same thing? There's like all these little variations. It must be time for another episode. Of high, high mystery. Mystery. <laughs> mystery. That's right. It's a podcast where Rob fucked things up. And <laughs> we smoke weed and talk about mysteries. I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. I'm Rob. Today will be no different. We'll be smoking weed. We'll be talking about a mystery. It's my day to bring in the mystery. Mm-hmm. I'm glad with all the craziness in the world, people can really just count on the fact that we're going to smoke weed and talk about this. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. true. <laughs> it's true. As long as, you know, things might not be stable in the world, but this podcast will be here for you. Right. <laughs> Doing what we said we were going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my pineapple paradise high hemp wraps. Uh, and inside I have a salad of 10 different eighths. Nice. So I will not be sharing my entire a list. A deck of salad. But I did have one strain that came out of uh, my subscription box for weed this week. It's COTC brand, and uh, it's Mandarin Cookies. And the only reason I thought pertinent to talk about this brand is they are big about supporting the 40,000 people who are still incarcerated for cannabis-related crimes, Mm -hmm. which is fucking ridiculous. So for bullshit. They're not even crimes. It's just for cannabis-related bullshit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, So I thought I'd talk about COTC and just kind of spread the word. Yeah, I liked it. Um, It came with, like, a little thing where you can write the specific uh, prisoner or inmate a little letter saying whatever, you know. Yeah. Sorry that... The judicial system fucked you. (laughs) (laughs) You just like write on a stream of consciousness as you're super fucking baked. (laughs) And man, sucks that you're in there. Where are those Doritos I wanted? Do you Uh, get Doritos? Yeah. Is that that like commissary? Uh, How how many Doritos can you get for a box of cigarettes? (laughs) I'm sure that would still be entertaining and they'd enjoy it. So Uh, yeah, that's what I'm smoking. Uh, I am smoking Lime 91. Nice. Uh, it is by Redwood Remedies. It's a combination of Lime Kush and White 91. It has 15.12% THC and 0.07% CBD, making a total of 17.61 for all those people that math. They did, do. You, did you have Lime 91 recently? Yeah, last last podcast we had I uh, did the Lime ninety one. Was it so you had Lime ninety one and you have this hybrid of Lime ninety one and something else? No, this is Lime ninety one, which is Lime Kush and White ninety one. Got it. <laughs> Wait, so Lime ninety one is a cross so between Tristan. another brand and a brand <laughs> called Lime ninety one. It's Lime Kush. Lime Kush with White ninety one. Got it. Lime ninety one. Lime ninety one uh, by Redwood Remedies. Good old Bragelina conversation. <laughs> um, I'm smoking the all genders inclusive, Her Highness, uh, pre rolls, 
last time I was on here smoking them, I, I made the mistake of trying to genderfy it. Shame, <laughs> shame on me. All you listeners know, I went home and I beat myself uh, very, very vigorously. <laughs> yeah, but that was to pleasure yourself. Kristen. That doesn't really count. No, he I didn't cried leave his room. Way. <laughs> but yeah, that has um, it comes with four pre rolls laced with Keith. Ooh. Oh. It's a very low flying plane. Yeah, spy plane. Spy plane trying to listen in on me talking about things laced in Keith. Because we tell the truth, we bring it to you. (laughs) Raw and unfiltered. Uh, We are going to touch our tips. We hope if you've got something to smoke and you're able to smoke, you join us as we light these blunts. We are lighting these blunts. Lighting these blunts, we are lighting these blunts. They're the blunts that we light so that we can smoke and then we will get rid high. Yes. <laughs> Today's episode is another edition of Collins Cryptids. Zids, 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 zids. Alternate Sasquatch Edition. Edition, edition. Alternate Sasquatch. Oh. Yes. Sasquatches that have an alternative lifestyle? Yeah, you could look at it that way. You know, (laughs) some are swiggers, some are gamblers, you know, some are ruffians, some are nomads. I think most of us think Bigfoot as like a uh, equal opportunist, like Glover, right? Whatever comes their way. You know, that's the thing. And that's what we'll be getting into a little bit is every... It seems like every culture seems to have their own version of Bigfoot. I would say, in general, they seem to be a peaceable, mm-hmm. calm, kind cryptid. Also, whenever we talk about like the possible scenario of like, oh, it was a Bigfoot who this person went missing from, we're always like, oh, because they ran away to have a relationship with the Bigfoot. Like, yeah. It's always like a... <laughs> A choice that the person made to live a better life with the Bigfoot. Oh, I mean, because if you see a Bigfoot, there's no choice in the matter. You say, I want to fuck that Bigfoot. Because <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so sexually alluring. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. I can They're see drawn that. in by the Bigfoot. It's just <laughs> natural for every human. They just stand in front of it and they're like, oh, the raw power and sexuality. Yeah. <laughs> Some I mean, of- the most famous Sasquatch is the lady. The most famous Sasquatch. Yeah, the one that was spot walking. Oh, yeah. Was, they were yeah. like, oh, look at her ample breasts. Chris is referring uh, to a mystery that we have covered on here before, which is referring to Frame 149, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, the sexiest frame on the internet. Basically, it's that little video footage that we've all probably seen where you see Bigfoot loping across frame and you see, like, the swinging of the arms and everything. And, yes, that is said to be a female Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. I mean, but then again, it could have just been a Bigfoot with a uh, man breast. It because could I'm been. sure if I, you know, I've been mistaken for a lady many times. I don't know if it's because of my man breast or the long hair <laughs> or just the general vibe I give off, but I that's just a fact that I've been mistaken for a woman many times. Just from behind, they're like, excuse me, miss. From behind and up front like one time i was buying crepes with my aunt and the person selling crepes was like 
oh, what would you ladies like today? Is this pre-beard? Yeah. Okay, sure. And I was like, oh, I'm not a lady. Like, oh, I'm (laughs) sorry. You just look like this lesbian who comes in here all the time. And I was like, oh, okay. Wow. They got more specific with it. Yeah. Like, well, all right then. Okay. (laughs) They they were trying to say you don't look like you know very. like a female, like a a woman, matronly, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but to your point of the beard, I was mistaken for a lady one time, or a few with times a with a beard. And one time, I feel like it was my friend who came into the gym, and I was like off in the distance, jumping on a trampoline, and they went to another friend and they're like, "Who's the buff chick on the trampoline?" And I'm like, oh, that's Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> They were like, oh, all right. I'm looking at him differently now. (laughs) (laughs) Got hips that don't lie. But thanks for calling me, Buff. Yeah. (laughs) Take away what you can. Yeah. So we all know Bigfoot. Yeah. You know, Harry and the Hendersons. You can, he's a tall, human like, ape like, bipedal creature. Famed from the Lynx jerky commercials. Often yes. referred to as the missing link yes. as well, which, you know, t- probably, I don't even know if they missed an opportunity there or not. Uh, but anyway. We found, we have all the links. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but today we're talking about all the different versions across all the different cultures. Nice. So we won't get into them too deeply. It would probably just be one slight variation on each thing. Right, like fur, color. Exactly. Uh, location of living, like cold to warm. Or yeah, something. for sure. So we all know Bigfoot, but uh, the most famous variant of Bigfoot, I would say, is the Yeti mm-hmm. or the Abominable Snowman. Yes. Which are lumped together because the Abominable Snowman only comes to us from a misstep in uh, language so it was a not a mispronunciation what do you call it (laughs) a mistranslation okay they didn't translate from the original language well and so it was supposed to be man bear snowman okay and instead (laughs) the word became abominable snowman so anyway the yeti yes lives in the cold and considered more of an arctic creature whereas the typical bigfoot is more like in forest areas and stuff like that places that are much warmer i wonder (laughs) if the hair is thicker or if there is like a difference like it definitely makes sense a very furred animal would need you would need a lot of heavy fur to survive the arctic sure the cold weather but like in the in the woods and stuff i feel like that would be too hot it would be shedding everywhere well, if you look at um, like musk oxen, they live in extreme cold and then also the warmth. But the same stuff that insulates them in the heat protects them in the in, or insulates them in the cold protects them in the heat. For sure, it's like the type of fur, or maybe like exactly, the yeah, insulin lining of insulation, insulation, of, yeah, yeah. fat. Yes, <laughs> their insulin lining is a whole yeah. different thing with diabetic uh, oxen. <laughs> well, we all know that you. They eat very little sugar. Just stick to the berries, simple sugars. Mm. You can't give a Sasquatch a candy bar because they'll go into shock. <laughs> just, just immediately be diabetic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're considered closer to a bear than an ape, and they have white fur. They're mostly known from Himalayan folklore. So definitely a polar bear on its hot legs. <laughs> uh, well, this is in Himalayas, so not the Arctic Okay. That we typically think of. Just a floating piece of ice got its way to the Himalayas. (laughs) (laughs) 
Ge- geography, had- brain melting. <laughs> All it had was a bottle of Coca Cola to make. Fun yeah, of. <laughs> it actually came there by Santa Claus. Yeah. Uh, a variant of the Yeti is the Chichunya, which yes. is very similar to the Yeti, but with dark fur and residing in Siberia. They're only said to be about seven feet tall, and they're actually said to wear pelts, being closer to a Neanderthal and sometimes described with a tail. They are said to sometimes consume human flesh. That's no, interesting. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Just on occasion. Yeah, you know, when they're peckish. Yeah. Uh, like on an anniversary or something like that, like a very special holiday, they might have a little bit of human. Well, food. human's very fatty. You know? Yeah. You can't be eating that all the time. Yeah. You can't have biscuits and gravy every day. Yeah, that's a hibernation right before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's basically the Yeti and its variant there. Uh we come to Sulkalu, which is from Cherokee folklore. It's described as a man-gorilla hybrid with white fur and was said to be able to read and control minds. Ooh. It was revered as their, like, god of the hunt. Their master of the hunt, if you will. That's interesting that, like, I get the mind control part. You could figure that out. But, like, did they stumble upon him, like, reading a good book at one point? Like, how do they know he can read? <laughs> read. Read minds. Minds. Oh, read, thought, read and control minds. Read and okay, I was like, <laughs> yes. read, yes. Read yeah. minds and control He also minds. reads Braille, reads in other <laughs> languages. Like, how does he know that <laughs> he You need read. him to interpret Morse code. He's on it. <laughs> that would kind of make it very easy to explain how they constantly stay away from people and stuff you know? yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i mean if you could read a mind then you would just i'm not here and then there's i am not the abominable snowman exactly well this kind of made me think is there maybe a connection between sulkalu and uh and also i'm butchering these names probably fyi that's fine that be i do it all the time <laughs> but uh uh what was I going to say? I lost my... Oh, that would explain potentially the missing 411, all the strange behavior we have around all the deaths right, in national they used parks. The mind reading or mind wiping <laughs> or... Strip naked, fold your clothes, walk away. All right. That's what exactly. I like. Exactly. <laughs> Just walk in that direction. That's right. Now, no one will believe that they saw me. <laughs> like, I don't know, dude. You got naked, folded your clothes, and went somewhere else. I don't know if I can believe anything you said. <laughs> Uh, the next one is the Wild Man of the Navidad. This comes to us from Texas. As early as 1836, people reported a creature named the Thing That Comes. Uh, it was said to be covered in short brown fur and to be extremely nimble, stealing things past like sleeping dogs so that they would have had to step over a dog in the night to steal what they were taking. He's got those, like, Fred Flintstone twinkle toes, just like... Yeah. <laughs> just on the very tippy tops of his toes. <laughs> but it said that, that when they would come in the night, they would only take food. They would never take, like, watches and the things of value that were equally available. Hmm. Well, that's, you know... If, if you're going to be stolen from, like... You can't get too mad at someone trying to, like feed themselves in my opinion it's like i mean i guess it depends on how precious that food this is 1836 so they might be killing you by taking your food from you essentially at this time that's true food at this time might be survival who who knows every situation this was the valise navidad oh yeah well i mean this is texas though in 1830s i mean yeah i guess that's 
uh, you still got farming and you know small towns and stuff. It's slavery is still in existence. Yeah, slavery is very much in existence. Food could be extremely desperate situation for people at that time, for sure. And the fact that you say slaves, it makes me think that like they probably got blamed for some of the, th- the stealing that this thing did. You know, they're like, "Oh, boss, it was." The thing, and they're like, oh, I don't believe that for a second. That is one theory specifically on the wild man of Navidad. It was that it was an African slave who didn't speak any English or anything and was just trying to live and stay under the radar and not get caught and stuff like that. But who knows? That's who's to say. I mean, this is what right around the time of uh, the uh, Spanish American War, right? Something like that. Where God, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we took Texas became a state not long around this time, so I got okay. to assume there was tensions that were high. So who knows? Next up, we've got the Almas, which comes to us from Hungarian, or excuse me, Mongolian folklore, said to have thick black fur and large clawed feet. Saying the name was considered taboo, oh. and the beast is referred to as Uncle Brother. Is it taboo because they think by saying it you're gonna like invoke it? Or? I don't know. Either whatever the case, it's like Voldemort over there. You mm. Say he should, he who should not be named. Just, so what do they say? They're like, oh, that thing we're not supposed to talk about. They refer to it as Uncle Brother. Uncle Brother was here. <laughs> exactly. Uh, whatever the beast was said to have been spotted, people would avoid inhabiting the area. So people would up and move if a spotting was sighted. We got Uncle area. Brother. Wow. Which it's Mongolians are typically uh, nomadic people. Yeah, anyway, so, so it's not a big deal for them. But they might have, you know, it's still, they were like, oh, we gotta get the hell out of here. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Not necessarily the description of the beast, but the reaction of the people. Well, yeah, especially because I feel like of history, what I know of it, which is maybe accurate or inaccurate, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know uh, what books you read. Well, I don't know <laughs> what they'd be telling me to be accurate or not. Mm-hmm. So, to say. Uh, but I imagine them to not be very fearful people, like they're a warrior people, right? Like they, the Mongols? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, I mean, the, the Chinese reason, built the wall. Yeah, they're the reason the Great Wall of China was built. So yeah, it's fair. So I'm just saying it, it says something to the fact that they were afraid of this and stuff. Like, oh, we'll just kick its ass. Sure. It's not like scaring some, you know, somebody from Wisconsin. It's yeah. like scaring a Spartan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is around the time of Genghis Khan, you were saying? Or is this like Mongol three years ago? <laughs> <laughs> It didn't give a timeline for this one. Oh, it's just it's just rumored at one point to it's be. It's from Mongolian folklore, so you oh, have to sorry, figure it goes yeah. back a little ways. All right, that makes no, sense. Nothing that gave a date was less than fifty years young. So mm. a lot of this stuff goes back one hundred fifty to one hundred years. Sure. Uh, the next one is the Amamongo. Amamongo. Amamongo from Philippine folklore. This is a hairy man-sized ape with long nails known to disembowel livestock to eat the entrails. Oh. Yeah, so kind of a chupacabra-esque. Well, no, because chupacabra, you know it's a chupacabra because it's like the three puncture marks. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. drain its blood. This sounds more like it's like, you know, it's snowy outside and they're cutting open its stomach to live inside (laughs) it for the night. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. Who's to say? 
whatever the case, it just, you know, the attacking livestock waking up to see that it's been there. Like, oh man, I was going to kill that cow in like two weeks from now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Had it marked on my calendar and everything. I've been right? no. up that cow like crazy. <laughs> now what am I going to do? <laughs> Next is the Barmanu from Pakistan and Afghanistan. Has a reputation for stealing women in an attempt to mate with them. And it's reported to wear animal skins. And one researcher reported over 50 sightings of the beast. Interesting. Yeah. Just one guy was like, I saw that guy maybe 50 times. Right. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. It was a, he was a scientist, like a reputable scientist who had moved to the area to study and spotted the beast all these times and then actually was killed in one of these countries in like 2002. By the beast? I don't know. Was he, he searching for the beast? Did he become beast. a cryptozoologist? I, I think that's why he was there, but it definitely I'm not consumed sure. him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't look too deep into that one, I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's also weird that they call some of these beasts when then the next thing they're like, it's wearing animal pelts or that skins. Is, it's like, yeah. so it's not a beast? Or yeah, because I, I mean, where I, do we draw the line? You know? Yeah, they I mean, can get very smart. Wear clothes too, like yeah, that's where Beauty I, and the Beast. He wears a whole fucking suit. That's true. <laughs> uh, it's true that mythical creature. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Where do you draw the line at beast and man? Yeah, and I guess that's just shame on me for <clears throat> assuming that all beasts aren't wearing clothes. <laughs> yeah, we we don't get a very good look at them. That's the problem. They could just be wearing like you know a full on pelt. That Bigfoot that we saw, he could be wearing like an ape pelt. Yeah, I mean, but it's not to say that they're also not a Bigfoot. They could yeah. just be doing both. Yeah, yeah, Bigfoot wearing an ape pelt. <laughs> I don't know where we'd get the ape pelt from unless it was another Bigfoot because the Americas don't have. Yeah, they got a trade route going throughout the forests of the world. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe the big feet are just like tall aliens, like giants, and they're like, oh man, humans freak out when they see us, but they're kind of less freaked out when they see us in an ape costume. Uh, <laughs> they more want to give us food when they see us in an ape costume. Yeah, and like we'll just be like, oh no, you mistook us for a bear, and everyone will be like, yeah. Guys, what if all apes are actually just aliens yeah. <laughs> to you know uh support your theory here this next guy on the list sounds more like an alien than a bear uh the next one comes to us from scotland the amphir liet moor or the big gray man 10 feet tall olive skin and long arms and broad shoulders mm. So a little more like the aliens from Signs, maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, the next one is, and this is turning into a list because that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he's like the hairless version of like the, the big feet. Yeah, maybe he's a Bigfoot with mange. Yeah, or just like, you know, there's the hairless cats. He's a, <clears throat> are they Siamese cats? No, no. Siamese are the one. They have specific color patterns. What's uh, Mr. Bigglesworth? What's I'm not sure what the name of the breed is, but... Just the hairless cat? He's that version of the big feet. Usually the mm -hmm. word hairless is in there, like a hairless Chinese or a hairless crested or something like yeah. that. But I don't know any of the names. Or he is just a Bigfoot who's like, man, I'm going to try to blend in, guys. I bought some razors. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> committed. <laughs> he what just do doesn't think? have enough shaving cream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what 
do you think, guys? Is it working? <laughs> yeah, you could totally pass, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Go out there. See if somebody has a camera. Next, we have the Falk monster. And I had to look up the pronunciation on that for sure. Uh, from Arkansas. From Falk, Arkansas. Uh, seven feet tall, barrel-chested, red eyes with a strong odor and brownish red hair. <laughs> That's just my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> strong enough to barely notice bird shot. Apparently somebody shot it with their shotgun full of bird shot and it just like shrugged it off like it was nothing. I mean, I can see that. I think uh, that sometimes happens to humans. Sure. Because that stuff isn't really like very strong. And yeah. if it's far enough away. Yeah, you might be wearing a thick like coat or something. I think it'll penetrate the skin pretty good, but I mean, so, yes, depending on how far away or something. Yeah, you're definitely about to notice it for sure, but uh, not necessarily a Bigfoot, I guess. Uh, the next one is the Grass Man, which comes to us from the southern U.S. Yeah, yes, man. we're all the Grass Man. Yeah. <laughs> Described as having a green tinge to the fur like a sloth. Nice. Oh, so like a Grinch. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really funny if all the big feet were actually just Grinches. Mm -hmm. The next is the Hibagu from Japan. It's a black creature with large white hands and white feet. This one's only around five feet. So okay. it's one of the entrance that is a smaller Bigfoot. It kind of sounds will. like a panda, to be right. honest. Yeah, a little bit, I guess. It sounds kind of like a panda. Are they not <laughs> seeing a panda? <laughs> I don't know if pandas have white hands, though. Yeah, I feel um, like it could be just a reverse panda, like a panda with, uh, like, an albino panda where they're just, their colors are shifted. Or just some kind of different uh, primate that we don't know about or something. Yeah. Also, it's interesting that, like, all these versions be, like, in the gym or something. They're all described as pretty, like, swole, pretty, like, gotta puffed be. out. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you look at apes in general, they are swole as can be. <laughs> you know, like, they're just, it's part of their makeup to be fucking jacked. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they're born strong. Like, I don't even yeah. lift, bro. Only it just lift. happens. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely remember there was a TV show on Fox that was, like, the most absurd show where, like, 30 little people were trying to pull a plane while an elephant raced against them to pull the plane. Oh, okay. And, like, the world's fastest hot dog eater sat down at a table to eat as many hot dogs as fast as he could. And in the cube next to him, they had a bear, a brown bear, come in and eat hot dogs. Nice one bite. It's like 100 hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> and I specifically remember one of them was, like, a strong man went up against an orangutan Oh. Uh, in a... Uh, tug of war. Okay, I thought and it was going to be like arm wrestle. and then yeah. <laughs> He just eats his face. Right. <laughs> the orangutan destroyed him. Like, yeah. It wasn't even a competition. Mm. And uh, yeah, so I guess primates are strong in general. And if you had a man who was like seven, ten feet tall, it makes sense that they'd be pretty strong. Especially if the genetics were meant to be that. Sense. Yeah, not if you just have that like Gigantism. Yeah, yeah, like the world's tallest man. He wasn't very strong. He had to use the world's tallest cane, I assume. Even um, who plays the giant in uh, 
Is it Lou? Not Lou Ferrigno. No, that's he plays the Hulk. Oh, the Andre the Giant. Bride. Okay, yeah. Andre yeah. the Giant. Like even when he was filming the Princess Bride, like he had to get help to hold mm-hmm. the women for shots and stuff uh-huh. like that, or had to do it for extremely short amounts of time because it's just you know your body can't sustain that size. Yeah. Uh, anyway, next on the list is the Mande Barung from Indian folklore. This is just your standard Bigfoot, just your run-of-the-mill Bigfoot. But from India. This guy. But from India. Yeah, <laughs> the Hindu Bigfoot. Exactly. Uh, next is the Mapinguari from the Amazon rainforest in Brazil. This is a hairy humanoid cyclops. Oh. oh, not too many cyclopses we've talked about yes, on the podcast. Indeed. Not too many cyclopses in the animal kingdom, are there? Are there any? Mm. Just have one eye? I think if they'd exist, it would probably be an underwater dweller. Like an octopus or something like that? I'm thinking like, like a flat fish that only like... Yeah, like a like, halibut yeah. or something like that. Even then, I think they have two. They do Same. have two, but yeah. They have two on one side. But uh, is it like a slow molding of just one? Like this one, we don't need it. It's too many eyes. <laughs> <I> think, <laughs> and over the years, it just goes down to one. I think more likely you'd have like animals that have one eye spot. You know what I mean? Not an actual eye, but something that they just uh, use yeah. to detect light and dark. Maybe like deep water creatures. But nothing that I can think of. Right, I'm really struggling to think of anything that has <laughs> a single eye. Yeah, it just seems like it. If we could just find one thing in the world, or in evolutionary uh, speaking, that had one eye, I'd be more down to believe a cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> like even a snake or something. I don't know. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. It makes sense. I I can't think of one. Mm-hmm. Even in the ocean, like I keep thinking of uh, starfish. Which each mm-hmm. of them have an eye spot on the end of each individual like arm, but technically that means they have like six or seven eyes. Exactly. Yeah, but over the years they <laughs> could just lose some of those arms, these unnecessary arms that they're carrying. <laughs> but yeah, so that's them. They they're said to resemble ground sloths. Mm-hmm. So if you've ever been to uh, the La Brea tar pits and climbed on the giant ground sloths that are at the park, are they giant? Are they big? Oh yeah, they're okay. they stand taller than I do by like three or four feet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, next is Momo the monster. Momo, oh, Momo. Momo the monster comes to us from Missouri. Apparently, they have a large pumpkin-shaped head covered in fur, like a shag carpet that covers their eyes. Oh, oh like those yeah. shaggy dogs. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm picturing. <laughs> Like Merlin from the Labyrinth. I just got to imagine there's some person out in Missouri that's just in the deep, deep woods. Comes out every now and then. He just looks like that. <laughs> I won't be seen at school for a while. I got pumpkin season coming up. <laughs> uh, next is the Ochocochi from Georgia, the country, not the state. Uh, it has a large bone-like protuberance coming from its chest, and it kills people with it. its embrace. Oh. So, like, essentially it has a big, like, blade coming out of its sternum, and, like, it just hugs people into it until they die. It's like a like a spike, Yeah, right? okay. exactly. It's just well, a giant like spike. A, like, like a, a sternum handle. Yeah, like, oh, like really? Oh, really? sternum had, like, a protruding ridge. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. 
It's just like a big bladed bone kind of a thing. Damn. Yeah, so that's a slightly different one for sure. What if they don't mean to kill you? What if that's just like how they say hello? <laughs> that's the tragic story. And it's just of the... your chest is weak, bro. Work, tra- work that chest out. <laughs> That's the tragic story of the bunyip, too, you know? It hugged its victims underwater for too long. Yeah. I mean, but oh, after... Oh, you can't breathe underwater? My baby. <laughs> after the first or second one, you got to learn from that point, hey, you know, the hugging kills people. They don't know better. <laughs> but you, wouldn't you know better what after if, the second what time? If in their culture, so. What if in their culture it was like <laughs> the biggest grievance, like so much... Negative karma will be just. Dis- no, they dis- gotta hug everyone. You have to hug on your first meeting, otherwise you will be. Uh, the, you'll have the worst karmic. <laughs> so they're like, "Oh, I gotta hug you. I'm sorry." That or it's like the opposite of a witch. You know, if you hug them and they live, then they're not a witch. You hug them and they die. They were clearly a witch. You clearly. did a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> we're just doing God's work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Witch test always a good thing. <laughs> Uh, next is the Orang Mawas yeah. from Malaysia. This one's 10 feet tall again. Okay. With black fur. It's known as a thief of fish and a raider of uh, orchards. Mm. A thief of fish and a raider of orchards. So a thief, a fish, and a thief. Of orchards. <laughs> of orchards. Yeah. He steals from orchards and he steals from houses and he's also a fish. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. He just steals, steals fish. fish. Oh, he steals fish. He steals fish a and A thief fruits. of fish. <laughs> yes. I yes. thought you said a thief, comma, a fish, oh. comma, <laughs> and a raider of orchards. <laughs> I don't feel so bad about my earlier mistake now. <laughs> no, he steals fish and he steals from orchards. Okay. He likes fruit. He likes fish. <laughs> 10 feet tall black fur nothing fishy about him except maybe his breath was he trained or brainwashed to kill the prime minister of Malaysia, <laughs> Malaysia. <laughs> does he wear derelict yeah, yeah. <laughs> 10 points for your Zoolander reference yes. <laughs> next up is the Orang Pendek it's from Sumatra this one's only 60 inches tall it's just a brown and furry Sixty inches. Right. What is that? That's uh, that's like a little under feet. Tom Cruise. <laughs> oh, that's like it's five, five feet. It's yeah. five feet even. Tom Cruise can look down on this guy. Dang! So if Tom Cruise was just like hella hairy, that would be this thing. And if you got like eight inches shorter. Oh, I think. Uh, oh, is he five eight? I thought he was like five four. <laughs> I feel like I've seen <laughs> that. <laughs> How tall is that celebrity? <laughs> it's time to play another round of How Tall Is He? I'm going to go 5'2". Damn, Rob, I said 5'4". Oh, okay, I said 5'8", so we'll see Tom Cruise height. But also, I feel like I've seen this in life before. There's, like, people with a condition who are, like, super hairy, all like, all over face, lips. All yeah. over and like the Wolfman, the Wolfman. Yeah, I felt like he was yeah. about that height. Yeah, that's who's to say. I mean, it could be. Yeah. it's just a, a kid with that same condition. And there's two brothers who have that. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. Yeah. And uh, sorry, could how be. tall was Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise is five foot seven. Oh. oh. See his. 
He's a little taller than you guys thought. Yeah, yeah. the soles of his shoes aren't that thick, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Just the box he's standing in. Yeah. Next up we have, which for me is the most familiar other than the Yeti, mm-hmm. is the skunk ape, mm. which comes from the southeastern United States. Basically, they're a Bigfoot, you know, eight feet tall, uh, strong, humanoid, <laughs> bless you, ape-like, but they have the rusty red stinky, wait, okay, rusty red stinky Bigfoot who likes swamps is what I wrote down. I mean, he's like he's the Bigfoot named butt. Rusty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he also has an extreme stench described as a combination of skunk and potent wet dog. Yeah, I think that's just from living in that swampy conditions. It's sure. humid, it's wet. Like, sorry, that's what's be happening when you're furry living in a swamp. Yeah, I mean, honestly, this could just be like a retired professional wrestler who has been living in the swamp and not bathing often enough. I mean, that's got to be some <laughs> shit, though. You smell the swamp all around you, and then you smell this thing coming. Like, it's more powerful than the swamp around you. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh now that, God. I was used to the smell of the swamp, but that, that is, is something. Strong. <laughs> it's, it's seasoned. It's seasoned <laughs> Do you want your scent to be smelled from four feet away before you even get in the building? <laughs> Do you want a scent that's so pungent that people start retching immediately? <laughs> Try Skunk Ape. <laughs> I'd leave home without it. <laughs> Next is the urine from China. Oh, yes, the urine. Yes, the urine. <laughs> Some caves in China are painted with a urine cave warning. Those damn urine caves. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go number two. You don't do that in the urine cave. I thought no, that was kind of respectful. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was kind of interesting though that like it's taken seriously enough that there's warnings on certain places. I mean, yeah, if people be going in and don't be coming out, some kind of warning is good. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. You're in for some trouble. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody walked into that cave happened upon them, tiptoed silently out, and then painted along this cave wall. Hey, yeah, don't go in there. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, a, like, you only put that warning on there if you saw active sighting of a urine. Or someone just didn't come out. Like, enough people have gone <laughs> so to that another, cave. Okay. I'm going to take a trip down this cave. If I don't come back, paint a thing. Everyone always yeah. screams out, oh, God, there's urine in here. <laughs> it's many people's last here. words. Yeah. <laughs> so these are the urine caves. Yes, it's the most common last words. I mean, who knows? Maybe they heard a lot of like, kind of noises. And they, yeah, they just didn't want to risk it. That's the call of the urine. <laughs> the urine. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have the yowie. Yeah. comes to us from Australia. That makes sense. It's a pretty standard Bigfoot. Its big distinction is that it is a very timid and shy. Oh, version oh of the Bigfoot. Baby. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Uh, for our last couple here, these I referenced in my last episode of Collins Cryptids. They come to us from Alaska near Lake Iliamna. Iliamna. Which is where the Lake Iliamna monster was from. If yeah. you remember the giant water beast. For those that subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> this one is called the Uruyuli. 
Yuriuli. 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 That's the one. <laughs> it's ten feet tall, has long, shaggy fur, and has arms that reach their ankles. It's considered mostly peaceful. Mostly. Kind of like a sloth. I think their arms pretty much. I mean, they might not go that drastically far down, but I feel like they're depicted with their hands almost rubbing up against the ground. Certainly an orangutan has yeah. these kind of like super long arms, or a gorilla. Mm. They have arms that go down past their knees. They've been hanging off of branches so long. Yeah. Uh, they're said to be the transformed children who became lost in the woods at night. Mm. Mm. Uh, a version of the Uriuli is the Kushtaka, which is similar to the Uriuli, but it's aggressive and lives in groups. Oh, they're just assholes. Yeah, so yeah. they're the mean version. Yeah, they're they're the, the naughty kids who go missing. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know how many exactly versions I have of Bigfoot there, but the point is you can't have a conversation without Bigfoot without sort of acknowledging the fact that I probably just mentioned 20 different cultures that mm -hmm. have a unique take on the beast. Yeah. But it's very similar, you know, like the similarities are more common than the differences. And it's just interesting. I'd be curious to see or just hear the list because I think it would be fewer of places that don't have some type of Yeti or Sasquatch type fable or whatever throughout their culture sure yeah and that's one thing i was just getting ready to say is like these are just the ones that have like a well-documented wikipedia page mm -hmm. and not even that really because like there's probably more that have wikipedia pages this is just the list of see also when you click <laughs> bigfoot on wikipedia so we probably scratched the surface yeah. on cultures that have a distinct version of bigfoot I mean, we didn't even talk about Man Bear Pig. So. <laughs> <laughs> or, or what's that other South Park one, season one, where it's got like Patrick Duffy as a leg? We didn't talk yeah, about him. Yeah, and he like uh, makes baskets. Scuzzlebutt. Scuzzlebutt. Scuttlebutt? I'm pretty sure it's got Z's in it. Scuttlebutt? Okay. I mean, we're, we're I mean Scuttlebutt is a drinking fountain in the Navy. What's that name? Is it? <laughs> yeah, that's what we call a drink. Like, I'm going to go hit the Scuttlebutt Scuttlebutt. Real quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, dehydrated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the Z's. Scuzzlebutt. 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 <laughs> yeah, I guess that sounds better. When I was a kid, I wasn't allowed to watch South Park, so I would stay up too late and watch it. But also one of the first things I ever stole was a VHS, two VHSs actually, of the first season of South Park. And so uh -huh. that was the only way I was like able to watch it. And like you had to watch it. Everybody <laughs> in school was watching it. You couldn't be that kid who wasn't watching it. So I stole these VHSs because my dad's so he became a criminal, them. folks. That's right, for South Park. <laughs> but uh, all to be part of the cultural trends. <laughs> I watched that first season a lot in the Scuzzlebutt episodes on there. Yeah. So. Well, you know, lava could be coming at you anytime, and there's viable safety procedures that you can follow. <laughs> Duck and cover. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that's the list of all the different versions of Bigfoot. Do you think the uh, the book is shut on Bigfoot now? Like, is there any particular one-off stories of Bigfoot that you haven't covered yet? Oh, or anything no, like def that? there's definitely more to cover. For one thing, there are people, and I don't want to go into it too much, 
but who claim that they are 100% behind the Bigfoot hoax. Okay. okay. So that will be So the another, naysayers. That will be another episode. It goes way further than just saying like naysayers. Sure, like, sure, yeah, yeah. But they've yeah. got they got evidence, they got stories, exactly. they got witnesses. Yeah, they've got reasons to say we made up Bigfoot, it was all me. Yeah. So it would be nice if they had like video evidence. Like if they were if the guys were shooting the video of that Bigfoot from like the forest of this guy shooting the Bigfoot or something like that. <laughs> yeah. like, I can't believe he's buying it or yeah, some shit sure. like that. <laughs> that would be pretty nice. Yeah. That would be. I mean, I, it could be possible that these are all, again, aliens, mm -hmm. or they are creatures from another planet that the aliens planted on this planet. You know, like, hopefully, you know, multiply, grow your numbers, but then, like, they kind of dwind dwindled or diminished over time. Yeah, I mean, if we think of Earth not as, like, this closed microcosm, but as, like, an intersection point for the intergalactic highway... Who's to say there isn't a race that would look at our planet and be like, my whole planet just got genocided and I need a place to hide. Mm. This might be a great option. I mean, we see that as movie storylines all the time. And it's like, we see all the time that art imitates life and life imitates art. And so like, if you can feasibly think of that scenario, like it's definitely plausible and probably true. Sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, when Columbus sailed and... <laughs> the ocean's blue. <laughs> in 1492. <laughs> uh, it wasn't long after he discovered America that, like, fucking people were raining hellfire on this country. Um, I'm just wondering if, like, if aliens have known our existence and have visited us, like, why aren't they, like, coming in droves and just populating and, like, taking over and... Well, maybe coming here isn't so easy as, like, you know, populating. Maybe this was, like, the end of the galaxy for a lot of... Oh, this is no man's land. This yeah, is like knows? a fucking gas station town. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why are we going to populate this? <laughs> this yeah. is just a hideout for all people who are trying to escape the Federation. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> the Federation never comes this far out. Yeah. Earth was a me? spot to be, you know, a couple hundred thousand years ago. Yeah. But now they have really ran this world into the ground think of rural nebraska we're talking about a place where you cannot get groceries <laughs> i mean it makes sense because as far as like what we imagine alien technologies to be like we are so far behind sure, like, sure light yeah. years behind so like i would imagine yeah it's boring like if you're used to alien technologies and then you're like having a vacay on earth you like a board? Is that yeah, yeah, like you can't be like going around on your hoverboards or doing whatever. Watch what I do. I'm going to fuck with these humans. <laughs> I like the idea that alien technology is just a little bit further than we are. And so like, yes, they may be able to reach Earth, but they're like skidding in on their last fumes. Their, you know, machine is falling apart. It wasn't intended to go this far across the galaxy. Now they're just, like, tanked and stuck here. What we don't know is that, like, 200 light years a little further, there's this dope-ass galaxy. Yeah, right? For all we know. Yeah. Who's to say? They could just, you know, be able to pop in and pop out of dimensions. So, you know, they might have popped into ours, and they're like, ah, no, fuck this place. Let's go to somewhere <laughs> else. Like sliders or something. Mm -hmm. 
With that, bursting through the trees comes a whole ring of Bigfoot. Mm. They surround you and your friends, and they are looking at you with kind of like a... And you're only human. (laughs) Rock hard all (laughs) Yeah. You can't deny their potent sexuality. (laughs) Just the smell is so (laughs) And so you and your friends have a Bigfoot orgy under the stars. As one does. Uh, For High Mystery, I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. I'm Robert. Thank you so much for listening. What a lovely Valentine's Day episode of... The orgies with Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, right? New episodes every Monday. Want more High Mystery? Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash High Mystery for exclusive episodes every Friday. Merchandise can be found at our website at highmystery.com. Stay up to date by following us on Facebook and Instagram at High Mystery for fan art, news, and upcoming events. Thanks for listening.